My name is Kira, and this is the Morning Mugs podcast, and I'm glad that you're here. Whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, welcome. My hope for this podcast is to provide manageable, accessible tools to add to your wellness toolbox, or maybe begin to create one. We're currently on episode six, so if you have not checked out the previous five episodes, you may want to just go back and take a peek at those and see which one maybe serves you, Um, and if not, leave the rest behind. Um, We are also at over 100 plays, which is pretty wild. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that really all that means is that whatever these small chats um, are offering are helping some and that perhaps maybe helping people shift to a different mindset that brings some peace in their lives. Um, Or my husband and my mom are just replaying them for me. (laughs) Either way, um, I'm super excited that people are checking in um, and listening to some of the episodes. So um, for today... We're going to talk a little bit about um, this saying that we see everywhere. We hear it a lot. There's bumper stickers. There's T-shirts. You know, it's it's mentioned often, which is you know, let it go, or just let it go. And while that has a great intention attached to it, I think it's really hard to know the how of letting go. Like by just saying, "Oh, you should let that go." Great. Thanks. Not very helpful. Because of course, there's a lot of things we would like to let go. But maybe we don't have the tools on exactly how do we go about letting go of those things. So I would just like to take a second and I'm going to share a story with you from a children's book. Actually, it's called Zen Shorts. And it's a great little book. It has awesome messages in it. Um, I actually bought it for my niece a couple of years ago. And I'm going to pull just one excerpt from it that I'd like to share with you that'll sort of tie us into this theme of letting go. So there's two traveling monks that reached a town where there was a young woman waiting to step out of her carriage. The rains had made deep puddles and she couldn't step across without spoiling her silken robes. She stood there looking very cross and impatient She was scolding her attendants. They had nowhere to place the packages they held for her, so they couldn't help her across the puddle. The younger monk noticed the woman, said nothing, and walked by. The older monk quickly picked her up and put her on his back, transported her across the water, and put her down on the other side. She didn't thank the older monk. She just shoved him out of the way and departed. As they continued on their way, the young monk was brooding and preoccupied. After several hours, hours, unable to hold his silence, he spoke out. That woman back there was very selfish and rude, but you picked her up and put her on your back and carried her. Then she didn't even thank you. I set that woman down hours ago, the old, older monk replied. Why are you still carrying her? So this is a great story, I think, that we can all resonate with or we can all sort of, I think, relate to because 
we do this ourselves, right? We hold on to these stories or these events um, maybe for too long. And we would perhaps like to put them down, um, but are unsure on how to do that. So one of the things that can be super useful for this, and I've mentioned this before, and and you'll hear me talk about this a lot because I really deeply believe that if you are unaware of sort of how your mind works, then it'll be really hard to kind of change it. So when we hold on to those stories, when we hold on to those experiences, when we hold on to um, the events that have happened to us that irritate us, so we feel like we've been crossed or we feel like we've been betrayed, um, we will often take that experience and we just continue to repeat it, right? It's, It's similar to the previous episode I talked about, the record player, right? We keep playing that song and it just gets deeper and deeper. So another way that we can sort of pick up that needle or just allow that event or conversation or insult not to take up space in our brains or not to take up space it doesn't doesn't get its it doesn't have the right to create a groove in our record our mind record right it doesn't deserve to be there but unfortunately it makes its way in there and we just keep playing it so one way that we can do that because remember when you want to sort of pick up that needle you have to interrupt the patterns and thoughts that you're perseverating on. You have to interrupt them. So whether you do that through a breathing technique, right, which I've mentioned in earlier episodes, right, breathing is super useful because it takes you out of that that cycle of thought pattern and puts you back in your brain or back in your body rather. So therefore it interrupts that pattern of thought. But another way for you to do this, which is sort of similar to a mantra. Now, mantras usually uh, um, historically are rooted in Hinduism and Buddhism, and a lot of times they have a spiritual connotation to them. But you can you can sort of have a saying that you use when you feel yourself going back to that thought, which is just another way for you to interrupt the pattern. So when you feel yourself kind of uh, perpetually repeating the same story, You can say to yourself, right, silently, this is not about me. Or that is not about me. Because most of the times, like this story here, this beautiful story, this Zen parable about the monk and and the woman in the carriage, it's not about him. And most of the time, the things that we connect to and we create that groove with or over, it's not about us. It's not about us. So rather than it, we allow it to take up space and we allow it to create that deep groove, we interrupt it. So you can do that through breath work or you can, when you find yourself repeating that pattern of thought, you say to yourself silently, this is not about me or that is not about me. And that's just one simple way to create the practice of interrupting that pattern of thought. And, and, and I, I try to offer as many different ways to do that because I think some things work for some people better than others. But really, the, the root of it is not allowing your thoughts to sort of race ahead of you and continue to just spiral without you having control over them. Because the, 
you don't deserve to have a lot of the thoughts that come into your brain that someone has done to you, repeat. So try that. Um, I think it's an easy, accessible tool to try, right? To just catch yourself when you're falling in that loop, to remind yourself that this is not about me or that is not about me. I hope this helps. Um, And I I just want to kind of give you one closing thought which relates to this, which I think is um, a great way to end this, which is by Krishna Das, who is um, well known in the in the yoga world and um, for decades. Uh, he says that along the lines of that we as humans are really good at flexing our holding on muscle. We're really good at holding on to grudges. We're really good at trying to remember those events. And we're not very good at practicing our letting go muscle, right? The one that allows us to let go, to release. And the way you do that is by interrupting that pattern of thought. So until next time, enjoy your week and take care.